Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Johnny, and welcome to episode 25 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I'm here with Law Hanley from Fierce for Life and OnlyBodyWeight.com. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me. You know what? I've been really excited to have you on. I actually wanted to have you on months ago when I'm in Chiang Mai. Uh, so we are here in Saigon now. Yep, uh, very exciting. How long have you been out here? Uh, I got here about a month ago, and we'll probably be here another two months. All right, very cool. So you focus on exercise and nutrition yep that's me I really enjoy uh, all of the amazing things the human body is capable of and teaching other people how to kind of tweak it and manipulate it to get the results that they want that's cool all right so today I want to talk about uh, you know the exercise aspect of it because I really believe that it helped me so much in, in my own personal life uh, the nutrition aspect but also uh, how you know you're able to just travel around and have this business I mean so, I mean, this is a business, and you get to travel around. This is location independent. Uh, how did that get started? Well, about mm, two years ago, I decided that I really had enough of my 9-to-5 job and sort of started thinking about what I was really passionate about. And when I finished school, I had done a nutrition degree and worked in one of Australia's biggest uh, physique bodybuilding gyms for a long time. And sort of decided that I wanted to get back to that uh, more physical, nutrition-based uh, work. It really is very satisfying to help people in that kind of thing, and I felt like in my 9-to-5, I wasn't doing that at all, so um, it was really motivated by wanting to get out of the corporate rat race and also uh, yeah, get back to more of what I was actually truly interested in. Well, what I like about Only Body Weight is it allows people that don't have access to a CrossFit gym or, or you know a personal trainer to be able to do these bodyweight exercises in the hotel room or while traveling or wherever you know wherever they are. Uh, I mean, and th- that's the whole premise of it, right? Yeah. So basically, you um, when you have an account, you can set the generator to create your workout of. Um, so you can pick a whole different varieties of workouts. You can do an upper body workout, lower body, whole body, or an interval workout, which is really hard cardio and really gets everything working really hard. Um, you can set it to whatever difficulty level you want. So it's great for beginners, but all the way up to really advanced athletes. So, I mean, I can't even do the exercises on the hardest level. So, <laughs> nice. um, so it's really, it suits everybody and it's very versatile. You can save your workouts and come back to them. And yeah, it's just a fun way of working out. That's cool. And that's for both men and women? Yep, works for both. Okay. So if I'm, let's say I'm traveling around uh, for business and I'm going to be in different hotel rooms for the next two months, but I want to stay on a routine, like only body weight, like, like what is it, like what's actually in it? So it's got a whole variety of exercises. So we sort of scoured all of the exercise encyclopedias and talked to all of our friends who train a lot and kind of put together sequences of the best and most challenging and effective exercises. So um, each level uh, has like a different number of exercises. So if you do say a level one or two, you might only get uh, 10 or so exercises to do in the workout just to kind of ease you into it but the further along you get the more exercises are in each sequence and the harder the exercises become okay so here's like the business aspect of it how do you get new members so we've been doing a lot of videos um, we're also starting to target more 
doing like more Facebook advertising and also just putting it out to the business community. Obviously, we know quite a lot of people who are doing this um, location independent business and it works really well for a lot of those people because you don't want to take a big chunk of time out of your day to go to the gym or you know, go for a really long, extensive class or anything. You maybe just want to be able to get in like half an hour, quickly pump it out in the middle of the day and then get back to what you're doing. Alright. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of these organized workouts where I don't have to think about you know what I need to do today. I don't need to think about like routine. I don't even need to go and search for anything. I can kind of just go on and be like, okay, what should I do today? Because I really firmly believe that the the less thinking you have to do when working out, the better shape you're gonna get in. That's absolutely absolutely true. I think the more automatic you can make your fitness and your nutrition, the better. I mean. I think people often overthink things and this is where they come apart because they're worried about doing the very best option whereas the most effective method is really just to do something you know you're better doing something than talking yourself out of doing it because it might not be exactly right or you know it's it's better to be consistent than perfect you know there's a guy that was uh, on the group me chat that was <laughs> looking for a gym for the last three days and he was complaining he's like oh yeah all these gyms here suck and none of them have a squat rack uh, and he's like, I can't join any of these, you know, gyms. And first off, you know, he's only here for a few weeks or a month or something, and he's traveling through. And I think someone finally called him out on it and said, look, like, just do something, just do anything. <laughs> and, like, you don't look like you work out at all anyways. And I felt really bad for him. <laughs> but at the same time, it's true, because in the three days he spent, you know, just going around at different gyms, finding that perfect one. He could just went, worked out, and be like, you know what? Tomorrow I'll check out a different one. I'll work out there, do whatever I can. Uh, maybe the next day I'll just, you know, I'll work out at home. Uh, I'll work out, you know, with these videos on the internet. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, getting to that point of choosing consistency over perfection is, is a journey for a lot of people. It's something that, you know, especially for people who run their own businesses, we're all massive perfectionists and like to get stuff done right. Um, so, yeah learning to let go of the perfectionist element when it comes to your training is, is really important but um, yeah I mean I try not to rag on people too much because it is a long process a lot of the time but uh, yeah consistency wins every time you know I, I agree with that not only for fitness but nutrition and business as well mm. like for me like when I was writing 12 weeks in Thailand I was just banging out content I didn't proofread it I didn't grammar <laughs> check it yeah. and it would have been better if I sent it to an editor and had someone edit all of it before, you know, publishing a Kindle. Yeah. But I was broke at the time. You know, this is a year ago. I had that was my only source of income, and I was like, I need, I need to put something out there. And I knew that if I strive for perfection and I like proofread every other sentence after writing it, I would never get it done. So, you know, just like with the, with the workouts, just bang it out put something out there and you know as long as you're not hurting yourself not you know you're not injuring yourself as long as you kind of do something every day you know eventually you could be like okay you know what now that I'm doing this consistently five days a week maybe I can you know start following an actual plan that works yeah exactly and I think you know it's it's again the same across all three areas of life like if you just get the basics going just start you know producing or working out or trying to eat healthy all the time just get the you know the big wins get those happening and then as you make more progress you can start to fine-tune things you know you can start to experiment with what type of foods really work for you or you can experiment with different forms of particular exercises to target a certain part of your body or you know you can start doing like split testing for your yeah. business you know it's it's better to get the big wins in and get really really good at the basics and then you can tweak as you as you get further along I like it so while we're out here in Vietnam what's the food like 
Like it's, oh man, it's, the yeah. food here is so good. <laughs> I'm loving, loving trying all the all the food here. I think especially coming from Thailand where everything was so spicy and intense, it's kind of it's just really flavorful, and yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's maybe not the most paleo friendly, but I think you can eat pretty healthy most of the time um, without too much trouble. Yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, food out here has been phenomenal, and I'm, I'm really tempted to to just you know eat standard Vietnamese food, the pho noodles, the all the baguettes you get with everything. <laughs> I mean, when you order beef stew, you get a baguette. Baguettes. So when good. you you know have these uh, 60 cent banh mi <laughs> Vietnamese sandwiches, which are amazing. Amazing, so amazing. But I decided a year ago. I said, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to eat. Paleo. I mean, I don't care where I am. I don't yeah. care what it costs. I don't care if I have to learn another language <laughs> to order it in Paleo. Yeah. I that that's what I decided to do, and I've been sticking to it. So the I Google admire your dedication. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, I mean, like Google Translate app. I've been writing. You know, um, I want pho without the pho, <laughs> and then they'll look at me like I'm crazy. Like you're crazy. Yeah. So what I'll write down is I'll write down the ingredients I want. I'll be like soup, beef, vegetables. No noodles, no bean sprouts. <laughs> wow, no bean sprouts. I mean, that's that's taking it to the next level. Yeah, in the beginning, I was eating bean sprouts, and then I was thinking, I was like, somebody had mentioned that they were actually just uh, soy sprouts, and I was like, you know what? I probably don't need any more estrogen in my body, so I'm stuck gonna eat it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're probably fairly low on the soy loading, but uh, yeah, definitely, if you're being very particular about what you eat, I applaud you. Thank you, but I mean. The food out here is so good anyways, it's, I don't miss it. Like if I was, if I was really just dreading my diet, you know, I'd just be like, uh, and you know, not enjoying traveling, not enjoying life, I wouldn't do it. But I, I really feel like I'm enjoying life just as much as anyone else while eating this way. Like for example, today, I'll tell you what I ate today and tell me this this fits the first for life <laughs> diet, okay? Uh, so, so I went to the gym this, this morning and after, for breakfast, I was here at uh, uh and I had, I think I had three eggs uh, and bacon and a sausage and a, and a grilled tomato. Sounds delicious. Okay. You know, and, I figured, and this was yeah. after your gym session? This is after my gym session. So Probably could have, well, I know that you don't eat paleo, but maybe you could have had like some pumpkin or sweet potato or something just to like give your muscles a little glycogen bump, give okay. you a bit more focus for the morning. I like that. And I do like pumpkin. And I like sweet potatoes. Um, had some black coffee, Vietnamese coffee, nice. Nice. And then uh, right before you came, I had lamb shank uh, with with pumpkin. So a stewed pumpkin with um, a zucchini and a leg of lamb. Yeah, I saw this as it got brought out. I couldn't believe how good it looked. Oh my gosh, I'm so annoyed I had lunch already. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that's really great. The big things there are that you're having a good serve of protein and a good serve of fats at every meal. So... That's, those are both really important for feeling full for a long time, feeling satisfied. Um, they, eating fats particularly helps like cut off cravings. So fats trigger the production of particular hormones that make your brain go, okay, I'm like I'm satisfied. I don't need to snack on anything. So it's actually very good for controlling your appetite. You know, I think that adding more fat to my diet, adding more healthy fat to my diet, I think was the single best thing that I've done. Yeah. Uh, so every day, I try to have as much avocado as I can. <laughs> I try to have a couple coconuts, and I eat the meat as well. Yeah. Um, and whenever I can get my hands on it, I'll have grass-fed butter. Yeah. I'll have coconut oil. Yeah, definitely. I mean, avocado and coconut, now that you mention them, are actually really great as well because they're very high in fiber. And I think a lot of people on the paleo diet maybe 
don't think about how much fiber they need. You know, if you're eating a lot of protein, um, and you know, all of us who eat lots of meat do eat a lot of protein, um, your body really needs the extra fiber to be able to break it down effectively. So eating really fibrous vegetables and fruit like that is really important. Okay, I like it. And it tastes good, so Which that's helps. why. Yeah, that's why I feel like I'm not missing out. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's holding me back last year, when I was trying to do this, the last couple of years, I heard about paleo years ago. Sure. Uh, was either you know kind of getting lazy about it or having excuses like, oh, it's not easy to order it, and so the big big mentality change was I'm gonna eat this no matter what or I'm just not gonna eat anything. Right. Um, and the second big shift was actually. A, a monetary thing where a lot of people don't think about it but when it costs four times as much to eat the paleo version a lot of people people just won't do it yeah uh, like for example I can for 60 cents US I can get a beef sandwich and it tastes awesome it tastes amazing <laughs> right but instead I'm spending you know ten dollars on, on an app for lunch or even for breakfast I can have pho for a dollar um, or just you know or like eggs on toast for a dollar, but instead I'm ordering all these sides. I'm kind of like custom building my my breakfast, and my bill every day comes out to be like twenty bucks, you know, here at this cafe. When in reality, like for most people, it'd probably be five dollars. Yeah. Um, but I, I really feel like it's worth it. I'm like our bodies are worth it. I agree with you, and I think also the thing a lot of people don't think about is like when you're really taking care of what you're eating and how you're treating your body, it also really optimizes your business performance because you're a lot more energetic and focused, you can be a lot more productive because your body has everything it needs to function properly, so you don't get that brain fog in the afternoon when you've had a chocolate bar, or you don't get you know the upset stomach when you've eaten maybe some really sugary cake or something, you know, when you're feeding your body well, it actually enables you to be a better business person, and so... I always think if I spend a little bit more money on what I eat, I'm probably going to make a lot more money that day. Oh, I like it. I like that. Yeah, so I think it's it's a little bit of a reframe. Um, you know, people feel a bit weird maybe about spending lots on really healthy food, and I agree with you, it becomes an excuse for a lot of people, but I like to think of it as an investment not only in my body and my future, but also my business. You know what? I, I don't know if this is correlation or causation, but... Ever since I decided I'm gonna eat 100% paleo no matter what, my income has went up like 2,000%. <laughs> I mean, cause literally one year ago, February 25th, whatever it was, yep. I wasn't eating paleo yet. I was kind of just kind of, I mean, I, I consider myself 80% paleo, yep. but in reality I was more like 10% paleo. <laughs> I was paleo when it was convenient. Yeah. And I was out of shape, I was fat, you know? And I was, I never had any energy, I was lethargic, I always had to take naps. Yeah. And around that same time, I decided, you know what, 100%, I don't care, no matter what. And for a while, I was broke. I was making like 200 bucks a month from my, my, my book sales, and I was yeah. still going out and eating, you know, ordering avocado on the side for $4, yeah. you know, ordering like extra coconut, you know, like stuff like that, which I couldn't really afford at the time. But I think it almost forced me to bump up my income so I could afford mm, that. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I mean, I think the the times when I feel like I can't afford to eat really healthy food are the times where I'm like, right, time to really get to work, time to really pump up my game because this is not something I'm prepared to compromise on. So no compromise when it comes to diet? Uh, I'm not saying no compromise. Like, I probably am a little bit more flexible with how I eat compared to you. I sort of eat, like, 
I'm not 100% paleo, um, just because I like to eat a bit more carbs than most people um, doing strict paleo would do, but um, I have a very specific way that I eat, so I always stick to my particular plan. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that that's a really good benchmark to set yourself against, you know, can am I upholding these things that are really, really important to me, and is my business work supporting those goals? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with how fast, you know, like, are, are we, is this something we want to do for the rest of our life, or do we mm. just want kind of some quick results? Um, for me, I used to, you know, just want the, the immediate result, yeah. and that didn't work, right? <laughs> really does, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but then I then decided, okay, you know, what would work for me? I'm like, okay, let me get the one-year results. I, exactly one year ago, I said, okay, by next summer, I want to have a six-pack. Yeah. And in my mind, I said, no matter what, I mean, I'm 32 years old. I'm this. This is the prime of my life. You know, it, I, I can't be trying to do this when I'm 50. Yeah. I need to do this now. And I knew I had, you know, I was like, this is it. Like, if I can't do it this year, it's gonna be harder and harder every year. Yeah. So I decided, no matter what, I'm gonna stick to it 100% for this year. Get that six pack, and then go out to a all-you-can-eat cake buffet. <laughs> it's a good way to take it. <laughs> no, or I mean, I think what I'll do is after after I get to a, a weight and a leading list, I'm happy at. I'm actually gonna start eating more carbs. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, I do feel like, and even right now, I force myself once a week to have sweet potatoes. Or some kind of you know healthy carb um, that kind of I think I think it kind of rebalances my life, my brain. Yeah, I mean it's it's very important when you're low on any macronutrients, so macros being protein, fats, and carbs. Uh, if you're going very low on any of them, it's really important to periodically include them because it, leaving them out for a long time can really screw up your hormonal balance, which is not something you want to be messing around with in the long term. In the short term, it can give you really amazing results for your body, but you do need to be aware that cutting anything out, you know, drastically like that can have long-term implications. So it's good to hear that you're periodically including some carbs. Yeah, you know, I, I really believe that life is really about balance. Absolutely. Um, everything is super about balance, um, not, not just with nutrition, but not, and not just with exercise, you know, just out of relationships, life, out of life. Yeah, I think, you know, it it's completely unsustainable to be 100% one way or 100% another way all the time. You know, everybody's got a breaking point and it's better not to get to the breaking point in the first place, you know. Yeah. Learning to see when you're getting a little bit too extreme in, in any area and maybe putting strategies in place to kind of bring yourself back from the brink a little bit. Well, kind of going back to the adding healthy fats diet, that's the thing that kept me sane. Where when I tried paleo or primal, it was like a lot of protein, no carbs, and not that much fat. I don't think, I don't think they really talked about it too much. I, I know they mentioned it was important, but it wasn't really a big emphasis. Right. And that's why it didn't work for me because I was just eating a lot of protein and I, I, mm. I felt off. You know, I, I felt like I'm just getting rid of carbs, but I'm not really adding anything else. And yeah. I, there's only so much more protein you get. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the time you're on your fifth steak for the day, everybody gets a bit over it. So. Yeah. Uh, but then when I, you know, when I read about the healthy fats and I was like, okay, let me, let me add this grass-fed butter to my diet. Let me add the coconut fat, the avocado fat. Mm -hmm. That's when I felt more balanced and I, was, I felt sustained. Like, yeah. So now I actually don't eat, I don't eat that much meat. I eat, probably eat the same amount of meat now as I did before I did paleo. Okay. And the only difference is I eat more vegetables now and I eat more healthy fat. Yep. And I just don't eat any of the carbs. Yeah. Sounds pretty balanced to me. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, 
So, if you guys heard that rooster in the background earlier, <laughs> I'm eating it now. Uh, I apologize if it's a little bit crazy out here, but this is Saigon. I mean, you guys listening, you know, in your your head earbuds in your car or in your office, you are experiencing Saigon firsthand with the crazy Vietnamese chit chat in the background, the roosters everywhere. <laughs> There is not a quiet corner in this city. Uh, it's insane. Yeah. You know, uh, somebody was actually mentioning that when they go home at night and lay down, they hear their, they feel their ears ringing. I've, I've been finding that a lot actually, and I've been feeling even a tiny bit deaf. I go into a quiet space and I'm like, oh my God, my ears feel like they have cotton wool in them. You know, it's so noisy everywhere that when you get away from it a bit, it's the silence is literally deafening. Yeah, there is not, like, I swear there's no quiet place in Vietnam. I mean, maybe if you were out like, you know, in a field somewhere, but in Saigon, in Ho Chi Minh City, you could, this is the, <laughs> literally the quietest spot we can find in the entire city. Yeah, and I mean, even yeah. in the middle of the night, like, and I think it's partly like the Vietnamese have such a crazy work ethic, they just work all the time. Like weekends are not a thing here. And I mean, there's a construction site next door to my building and I woke up the other night at maybe two in the morning and they're still working away, just completely crazy. There, there's a construction on. site next to every single building. <laughs> That's true. And they work Saturday mornings, they work Sundays. Yeah, always, always on. So in a few weeks, I'm going to be going down to Krabi, uh, which is uh, one of the islands in Thailand uh, with the girl I've been dating, Larissa. And I'm looking, as much as I like Saigon, I'm really looking forward to just go down to the beach and chill out for a while. So I've decided that even though I love Saigon and this is a place I'm going to start coming to once in a while yeah. because there's so much to do here, there's so much energy, so many entrepreneurs, I'm still going to make Thailand my base and it's such an easy flight. It is. I mean, Saigon is really convenient because it's so easy to get everywhere and I mean, Johnny and I met in, in Thailand so, you know, I think both of us really enjoyed being there I mean speaking for both of us here but I, yeah. I loved being there but like you were saying about Saigon there's so much good energy here and so many really productive interesting people working on huge amazing products and programs and training other people and it's I'm finding it really inspiring to be here but I can understand you wanting to get a bit of a break yeah uh, so me and Law we, we met it was, a long, it was actually quite a while ago right yeah more than six months ago Yeah, I would, I would even guess maybe approaching a year. Almost a year ago in yeah. Chiang Mai uh, at the Beer Buffet. <laughs> of all the places. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was cheap too. Like, what, do you remember what it was? Oh my goodness. I think it was about, I think 160 baht, which is maybe four or five dollars yep. for uh, all you can drink. Heineken and Hefeweizen German beer and... I mean, if, if you're a beer buff, that's the place to be on a Friday night. Yeah, for like hours, too. And it, yeah, I think it starts at about four o'clock and runs till nine or something, which is just outrageous. Like, like, it I is outrageous, yeah. the amount of beer you can drink in five hours. And I have no idea how they make money. <laughs> it's, it's five bucks US, and you can drink as much as you want for like four hours. My only guess is that maybe people get really drunk and start ordering lots of food, or they decide that they want to move on to harder stuff, and so they start paying for spirits and that kind of thing. I don't know. There were a lot of drunk people there that night. Well, either way, it, it was a cool place. And I remember when I first met you, the the couple of things I was really impressed about was one, you had you had red lipstick, <laughs> and not so many girls can pull that off. And I really feel like it's a confidence that that people carry uh, because you know yourself, you know what you want, and you know you have a healthy lifestyle, the fitness, the nutrition, and all comes in a place where it, it radiates. 
So that that was a really really cool thing about you. Oh, thank you. That's You're very really nice. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a little hug on. <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to thank you about is so when I met you, I asked you. You know, I think we we're talking about um, how long you've been married, and and I saw you had like a a really good relationship with Rob. Yeah. All right. So her husband Rob is an entrepreneur. He is. He, uh, he does a lot of business and marketing consulting at the moment. He's only working with seven and eight figure businesses. So he actually was sort of the, the reason I took the leap of faith and jumped into the entrepreneurial lifestyle. So, You know, that's actually uh, something I want to talk about. So let's say I'm dating a girl uh-huh. who isn't quite an entrepreneur yet, but yep. I would like her to be so we can travel <laughs> around. Uh-huh. What's a good way to kind of nudge her towards that? Um, I think it's something that she has obviously has to be interested in herself. You can't force someone to be an entrepreneur because the lifestyle is not for everyone. There's a lot of uncertainty and it's a very counterintuitive way to live for a lot of people. But if she is keen on doing it, I think encourage her and let her know that you'll support her because, I mean, obviously the first thing everyone worries about is what if I don't make money to begin with? You know, how am I going to support myself? And I'm not saying that you should be somebody's meal ticket, but... You know, let her know that if she really gets stuck, there's, there's a safety blanket there, you know. Um, yeah. And then also just be prepared to help her learn things, you know, point her to the resources that have helped you most. So, for example, uh, maybe reading something like How to Win Friends and Influence People is a really interesting book on learning how to communicate clearly with people and win people over to you so that, you know, as you develop a business, you can start reaching out to the people that it's relevant to. Um, yeah, I think just, you know, having a listen to some podcasts, I mean, listening, um, it's not a business podcast, but listening to Hardcore History, I don't know if you've listened yeah, to that. Yeah, Carlin. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. The, uh, listening to that made Genghis me really, Khan. oh, yeah. best series ever. If you haven't listened to it, just line that right up for after this podcast. But um, <laughs> listening to that made me really understand the value of storytelling yep. and, you know, tailoring your message to your audience. So... I think you can learn a lot about business from just what other other people are doing. So pointing her to other people that you admire or who are doing what she's interested in doing um, so that she can start kind of learning by osmosis. I like that. Well, one thing that I, I, I am very appreciative is that she was okay with me coming here to Vietnam for a month. Sure. And she can't come because she's teaching in uh, back in Chiang Mai. She teaches little kids at kindergarten age. And it, to her, it's a big step because... You know, she moved out here from South, South Africa and she had like a normal corporate job. Yeah. So for her to even come out to Thailand and work as a teacher for a year is a really huge step. And yeah. I have to remember that. Yeah. That, you know, to her, she's already out of her comfort zone. Uh, but what I really appreciate is the fact that, you know, I told her, I said, hey, I, I would like to come out to Vietnam because everybody's out here. Yeah. You know, all my networking buddies are out here. There's tons of entrepreneurs out here. And and I had told myself I didn't want to be in Chiang Mai during March because it's the burning season. Mm, yeah, you want to avoid that for sure. Yeah, and you know what? She was she's been okay with it. I mean, yeah. and you know, we Skype once in a while, and we have a date set up for next month in in Krabi. And I, I think I think that's actually it works out perfectly. Yeah, I think you know any really healthy relationship, like you were saying before, has to be about balance. And you know, you can't be the only thing that each other has and you know you need to have other interests and other friends and you know be comfortable doing things separately and you know letting the other person do things separately as well um and i mean that's the same even for working relationships you know you've got to be about balance and trusting the other person you know so i don't know if you know this law but you're actually the reason 
your advice that you gave me a year ago was the reason of why <laughs> I'm no longer single. Well, that's exciting to hear. Maybe I've got a second career as a dating coach. You know what? You actually would be a great dating coach. Uh, you know, I'm, I'd be great at telling a guy, you know, like, all right, go, go talk to that girl at the bar. You know, like, go chat her up with this line. But I wouldn't know what to do after that. I'm like, okay, ter- you know, terrible relationships. Um, and, like, what's the point of being able to talk to 100 girls at a bar and get 50 phone numbers and still be single two months later? Depends what you want, I guess. But if you're after something a bit more permanent, that doesn't sound great. I, I honestly don't think any guy really wants that. I mean, maybe a couple of sociopaths, but most guys they think that they want to be this, you know, this magical, you know, uh, love guru guy. <laughs> but in reality, every guy just wants a really cool girlfriend. Yeah. And so I don't remember. If, I don't know if you remember having this conversation, but I asked you, um, how did you like? Like, what were the steps? And you said. That you had decided, you made a list. I don't know. If, I don't know if you wrote it out or if it was mental, but you said you had a list where you made up what your perfect match would be. Yep, I do remember, and I did have an an actual list that I wrote down. <laughs> and you remember, like a week after that, after I saw you, I pulled out a piece of paper. <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> so I I don't know where that paper is anymore, but I, but I wrote it out on my computer. Oh, awesome! And it's right in front of us. It's it's my perfect match. And so if any of you guys are single and you want. I mean, and this works. So if you want to follow this three-step formula where I guarantee you within a year, you're going to find someone that actually is your perfect match, you know, because you put this out there, uh, follow these steps. All right, so what are the three categories? So first up, you need to have your must-haves. These are the things that are absolutely non-negotiable in your partner. So uh, it might be that they are kind to service people. You know, they're you know, pleasant to people who are, are below them on the, you know, social ladder or they're, you know, a particular height or they are having a really good relationship with their family or they have really cool hobbies, you know, some, the things that are really, really important to you and are non-negotiable. So you've got to have a list of those, those key things. Then you need to have a list of nice-to-haves. So these are the things that, you know, if they have them, that's a sweet bonus, but if they don't, it's not really a big deal. So maybe, you know, they like the beach or they have brown hair or, you know, there, there are those kind of things that are not so important, but nice to have. Finally, there are the things that you cannot have. So the absolute, absolute deal breakers. So, you know, Johnny here on his list has got that he won't date a smoker. And, you know, I completely understand that. It's a, that would be a deal breaker for me as well. So it's as important to know what you don't want as what you do want because if you find someone that ticks all of the right boxes but then has a whole heap of things that are also deal breakers you don't want to be in two minds about whether you want to date them you know if there's ticking all the yes boxes but also the no's they should automatically be a no so yeah so what I really liked about your list is that it was everything was actually achievable not only but also you weren't overshooting you know you didn't write I want a multi-billionaire <laughs> that's six foot eight, that's like, a fa- you know, a famous celebrity. Yeah. I, I really believe that there's a lot of girls out there that have these like fairy tale dreams of what they want versus what they have to get, offer. Yeah, I think it's important to realize like, if you want a multi-billionaire boyfriend, you need to be the kind of person that a multi-billionaire would date. Like, is are you exhibiting the kind of you know, personality traits that someone in that position would look for. They're probably looking for someone who's extremely driven, very self-starting, you know, has a whole lot of their own projects going on the side, not very emotionally needy, you know. You'd have to be kind of, you need to be thinking about 
what your ideal person is looking for in their ideal person. Yeah, so you know things that like that you had were like must be taller than me. I'm like, okay, you know what? That makes sense. You know, no girl really wants to date a guy that's shorter, right? Well, um, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right, but like must enjoy health and exercise. Yep. And I know that's important to you because that's you know that's something that you focus on yourself. Yep. So that that makes absolutely sense. You know, you didn't write must have an eight pack. <laughs> Probably would prefer that he didn't have an APAC, actually. That's just a whole lot of inferiority yeah. <laughs> that I'm going to have to deal with. You know what? Uh, APAC coming soon, guys. <laughs> November 2014. Check it out. Check out JohnnyFD.com. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? I So now that I'm getting kind of close to seeing the results of what what will be a six-pack very soon, I actually realized that exactly the way I am right now today, I'm at like 99.9% happy. And by getting, you know, losing that extra 5% body fat is actually not going to make me that much happier. It's an interesting realization, isn't it? When you've been working towards something for so long and then you think like, actually, like, I really like myself now. And it's not about the, you know, tiny extra bit of body fat that's going to make me happy. Because I think along the, along the way, you kind of, it's like you shed, along with all the body fat, you shed all of the things about yourself that you don't like anymore. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because I always grew up as a fat kid. And, you know, I followed all these weird, you know, crash diets, these weird exercise things. And I think finally I, I found something that I'm like, oh, well, I can just do this for the rest of my life. It's, no, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's not even that hard. You know, I'm like, okay, just stop eating crap, you know, and eat more good stuff. Yeah. And then just exercise once in a while. I actually exercise a lot less now than I did uh, last year, uh, mainly because I've I realize I like feeling healthy. I don't like getting injured anymore, yeah. which is a big reason why, even though I like this, I love the sport Muay Thai, I'm just, I'm just taking a break from it because I know how damaging it is on my body. Um, and even CrossFit. I mean, I, I really think that it's a great workout, but at the same time, I know how easy it is to hurt yourself when you're doing it five, six days a week and trying to set PRs and hit personal yeah. records every day. Yeah. I mean, this is something I talk about a lot with my clients is that there's no one size fits all nutrition or training program. You know, that you have to spend, unsexy as it sounds, you've got to spend years experimenting and trying a whole bunch of different things and figuring out exactly what works for you. Because I can guarantee that if Johnny and I ate exactly the same thing every day, we would have completely different results. You know, so what works for one person is not going to work for somebody else. And until you're prepared to kind of go through and experiment and kind of you know view it as a fun process you know what does this food do to my body or what does this kind of exercise do to my body you know it's approaching it as like fun experimentation makes the process a lot more enjoyable and it goes a lot faster but also it gives you as you said a plan that you can stick with for the rest of your life because it's something that you feel comfortable with and that you feel healthy with and that is sustainable you know it's funny uh, somebody asked so somebody that I guess had read my blogs and listened to the podcast, seen you know videos of me and pictures of me, but hasn't actually met me yet, uh, he asked one of my buddies out here, uh, "Is Johnny really as crazy as he as he comes off on his videos?" <laughs> and I think by crazy he just meant like energetic and you know well, I don't actually maybe he meant crazy, but you know my buddy was like he's like yep. Johnny's a wild guy. He like nonstop. Always, he's. I mean, this is just the way he is. Every time I talk to him, no matter if it's morning or a night, he has the same level of energy, and that's one hundred percent because of the diet and the, the the exercise. Yeah, and I mean, you you can't argue with the results, can you? <laughs> yeah. So I love it. Um, all right. So back to my. Uh, I I really want to share this list with everyone. It's, it's a little bit personal, 
But you know what? Who cares? You know, my, my life's on the internet. <laughs> my perfect match must haves. Genuinely kind. This was actually on top of my list, and it. it I don't think I, w- I would have put this on my list five, ten years ago when all I cared about was trying to bang a hot blonde bottle. Yep. But now that I'm 32 and I'm like, you know what? I actually want someone that's a quality woman that I actually want to spend time with. I realize how important it is for a girl to be genuinely nice. And a lot of it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about just being nice to like staff or people that are socially, you know, on a, on a small, you know, like let's say like a waiter or a bartender or something or... Um, somebody that makes less money than you or just someone that is like a servant not servant like a service service industry yeah how they treat those people versus mm. how they treat you know people that make more money than them or they can get something from yeah I mean I think a lot of girls have this misconception that being kind is weak but you know there's that great I can't remember who it's by it's a great hip hop song that has a riff in it that says don't mistake my kindness for weakness and I always think you can be very kind, but it doesn't make you a weak person. You can be really, really strong, but also use kindness as a symptom of your strength. You know, and kindness is a very beautiful, sexy quality in a woman. Mm. Just like if a girl's genuinely nice, you know, maybe not not like as a pushover, but just like she's actually a good person. Man, it is so hard to find. Yeah. And uh, you know, and it's unfortunate, but it's it's such a rare quality. I mean, it's so e- like beauty really is rare. I mean, it's, it's common. Like especially nowadays, when people can, you know, use hair, makeup, and clothes to look beautiful. But you know, it, any girl can look beautiful, and you know, we've seen it in Photoshop, we've seen it in you know, magazines. But for a girl to actually genuinely be nice, it's a very it's a very very rare quality. Yeah, and I think it it. Physically, it shows as well, you know, when you're kind to people, you can be happy with yourself and you feel confident that you're living a good life. So it makes you more relaxed. It makes you more approachable. It, you know, it's a very, it kind of translates to a physical attractiveness as well. So the other ones, I'm just going to run through it really quick. I don't spend all day on it, but beautiful to me. Uh, I used, you know, I want to go as beautiful, but I now, I actually honestly don't care if other people think she's beautiful. As long as when I see her and I'm like, you know what, she's so beautiful to me, that's all I care. You know, it's, I'm no longer trying to show off to anyone else. You know, maybe when I was in my early 20s, you know, I wanted this hot chick in my arm that everyone was like, oh my God, she's so hot. Now, you know what, I can care less. If she's, if I find, if I find her beautiful, that's really all that matters. Yeah. But I do want a girl that's in good shape because fitness is important to me. Yeah. And... You know, I don't. You know, it's it's really hard because when a girl's young, let's say she's 24 or younger, it's really easy for her just to kind of coast off her genetics. Uh, but once you know, once a girl gets to a certain age, she kind of has to start caring about, you know, her, her body on fitness and nutrition. And it's not even just about that. It's more about, you know, it's it's on the kind of the same level as me, where I I enjoy I enjoy eating healthy and I enjoy exercising and I, and I want her to genuinely enjoy it as well uh, so but the, here's, the, here's the really big ones supportive of what I do and appreciative of, of, of what I do for her uh, and I really believe that in this journey especially as an entrepreneur it's so difficult to you know to be in, to be in this world that you need somebody out there to kind of be by your side and support you and also when you do nice things for them you want them to appreciate you um, like, what, what are your thoughts, like, as, you know, being married to a guy who's an entrepreneur, how, how is that? Um, it's really awesome, actually. I mean, Rob's 
incredibly smart. I mean, I think when I first met him, like, he's very personable and gets along really well with everybody. He's the picture of enthusiasm, and I think even for a long time when we started dating, I probably underestimated how incredibly intelligent and far-thinking he is. He just thinks so, so far ahead. It's amazing. So uh, he constantly surprises me, and I think you're right that it's important to appreciate what other people do for you, especially if you're in um, a long-term relationship. And I mean, I I couldn't be happier or luckier. I mean, I feel Rob's just a massive blessing to me and has taught me so much about business as well. I mean, say for example, working on only body weight. Like, I mean, it's tricky being married and also working on business together because you know you've got to be really disciplined about how you work together and not just take each other for granted but for example we work on only body weight together and he built the actual software for it um, on WordPress actually but I did I created all of the workouts and did all the filming so you've got to play to each other's strengths you know and really appreciate how much work the other person puts in and and also be prepared to acknowledge when they're better at something than you you know it can be a bit of an ego hit to to be working and in such close quarters with somebody who is maybe really, really good at a lot of things. Uh, there's that rooster again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's it's really important not to take people that you work with for granted and the people who are um, close relationships. I think it's very easy to just get used to having amazing people around. You know, the entrepreneurial community is full of incredible people, but because we all hang out all the time, it's really easy to forget how amazing they are. So I think, yeah, it's really important to show your appreciation for the people around you. You know, sometimes I wonder, right, so I joke around a lot about that we, as a group of friends, and just kind of like a, this big network that we have, that we kind of built over the, you know, over the course of the years, out of Saigon, out in Chiang Mai, that we, we are the internet. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say that's probably fair. <laughs> I mean, there's a good chance that anything that you Google, anything that you buy, is somehow is, is going to be related to with, within one degree of separation to somebody. And there's a good chance that whatever article you're reading was written by a guy sitting next to me in a coffee shop. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's a fairly safe bet that, you know, if you're buying something, someone that we know has built it or has a finger in it or, you know, knows somebody who knows somebody who did it. That's so crazy. And the it thing is, is so crazy. you know, what, what, what I really like about it is that it's actually a really open network. It's not like this, you know, closed old, old boys club. Mm. I mean, probably every other day I meet a new person, you know, that's like a friend of a friend and we just welcome them in. Yeah. And everyone's always so willing to help with each other's businesses. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Only Body Weight, we had been kicking around the idea for a little while, but Ian Borders, who runs uh, Merge Pay and Merge Space in Pai in Northern Thailand, uh, was like, why don't you guys do that? What a great idea. And so we, he kind of was like, come on, do it, do it. You know, I want I wanted a prototype in a week. So nice. we um, <laughs> got a wriggle on and built it in a week and then put it out to a bunch of people. And... The feedback we got from the rest of the community was so helpful and now we've got a really great product that we both personally love using but also that we've got a really consistent client base for. So, I really feel like when we're back home and our friends and family that we hang out with aren't entrepreneurs, it's really hard. I mean, even though they you know, want to support us, I mean, some people will go as far as saying that all your friends, all your family 
secretly want to hold you back because they want you to stay the same. Uh, you know, for various reasons. Either because they're afraid of, of losing you as a friend or, you know, being you know, having you grow too fast. Or, you know, maybe they're also afraid of you messing up your life by trying to do something. Like, let's say you have a good job and you quit it to, to do this path. Maybe they are genuinely afraid, you know, that you're not going to succeed. But I think either way, they're if they're not an entrepreneur, if you're not surrounded by other people who do the same thing, that you are being held back. Yeah, I don't think it's something that people do intentionally. And I mean, I find this a lot with coaching clients is that they're held back by their own fear of what other people will think about them. And I think that's very true also for entrepreneurs is that, you know, if I try and make this huge change in my life, everything is going to be different and people will treat me differently and think about me differently. And that's maybe not a reality I'm prepared to face. Um, but when it comes to you know nutrition or training or creating a business, it's those hurdles that are the most important. You know, you've got to be able to. I think I think it's not useful to worry about what other people's reactions are going to be. You know, if they don't want you to succeed, then you know that's for them to worry about. The thing that's important is what's you know what are you trying to achieve and focusing instead on what you want your life to be and surrounding yourself with people who also have really big dreams you know you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with right and it's important I think not to worry so much about the people who don't have big dreams but to focus on surrounding yourself with the people who do you know a few years like a year ago when I didn't really have this network yet I, I didn't know any of these people I had found these podcasts you know I was listening to and this wasn't around then but I was just like a lifestyle business podcast which yeah. is now the Tropical MBA I was just a couple other ones like that and I was like you know what and, and their slogan their tagline that they still use is no matter if you even if you are alone in an entrepreneurial journey today in your earbuds you are surrounded by thousands of entrepreneurs the cheapest way to fly business class <laughs> or something like that alright yeah I mean it's it's a really I mean that itself is a crazy thought that you know so many people are connected by, by these podcasts and you know by the entrepreneurial online uh, community but yeah I think you know you, you get to choose you know there's no rule that says you have to stay surrounded by people who don't support what you're doing you get to choose who your friends are and who your mentors are and you know to choose the the way you approach your relationships and especially now with blogs and social media it's so easy to connect with them mm. uh, I, so I just started using Twitter and I, I know it's <laughs> 2014. Uh, so I, I, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. Thank you. That's because you're a very genuinely nice girl. That's why you're married. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that you can basically follow anybody even though they're like, let's say you can follow Barack Obama, right? Yep. And you could just put at Barack Obama and write them a message and they'll get it. Yep. And it's insane. I didn't, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. I mean, it sounds ridiculous and I feel like such an old lady saying this, but the internet just boggles my mind. <laughs> it just, it's such an amazing, amazing tool. So I just, okay, so if you guys want to get in touch with me on Twitter, it's JohnnyFDK. Uh, and Law, what's your Twitter? Just at Law Hanley, L-A-U-H-A-N-L-Y. So anytime you want to connect with, with us or anyone we know, it's so easy nowadays. I mean, if you leave a, a comment on the blogs, you know, and we participate in these, you know, these Twitter discussions. I mean, instantly you're just plugged in to and you'll meet other people doing that as well, which, which I love. Um, I really believe that now, this year, especially like just today, 
and this this part of my life, I'm finally okay with myself. I'm finally very happy with who I am. Uh, it's always easy to have self doubt. So wherever you guys are in your journey for you know for everything, I, I think there's you know a couple of big categories. Uh, one is business, you know, or financial. Another one is relationships. Another is you know your body, like the, your your fitness level. And I'm very very fortunate where because I've worked so hard on on all three of these aspects. I'm very happy with where I'm at today, and it's very tempting to, you know, to still be discouraged, or you know, if somebody says something negative, or somebody has way more money than me, or somebody's you know already married with, with families and a, and a house. It's really easy for to get discouraged and think, oh, you know what? Yeah, maybe I'm not quite there yet. Maybe you know, there's so much more far ahead, or maybe this person's right. Maybe you know, blah blah blah. But I really believe that the, exactly the way you are today is actually fine, and you, everyone just has to be happy with who they are today, while having these plans to to become that person they really want to be a year from now. Yeah, I think you know it's important to. I mean, that's easier said than done. It's really important to set goals for yourself in the future that you know you aspire to achieve, but also just you know being comfortable that like. I'm becoming the best version of myself and not to beat yourself up about the flaws or you know the things you haven't achieved yet so yeah it's really important there's a t-shirt that I bought in Thailand it says I'm not perfect but I'm limited edition <laughs> it's a good way of looking at it I, I really like it I mean I, I'll never be taller than I am today but I can be in the best shape I could be in you know I'll never be you know I'll, I'll, I'll never be a different person, but I can be the best version of me. And I realized, you know, what? that's actually good enough. Uh, so these, you know, I, I really want to celebrate kind of this episode you know, as being almost like a full circle. Where when I first met Law a year ago, you know, and I think a lot of it had to do with the relationship. I think the reason why I actually was able to achieve these other two aspects of my life is I actually had written down this list of what my ideal, you know, my, my ideal partner would be. And what I actually did was I actually put that piece of paper aside somewhere. You know, I probably hit it so well that I can't find it today. <laughs> um, but I put it aside. But, you know, I put it out there in the universe. Okay, this is what I want. And I asked myself, you know what? Is who I am today, you know, th- that person that she want, this girl is going to want to be with? You know, it might, if I wanted to marry a billionaire, do I have the billionaire, you know, billionaire personality where they'd want to be with me? And I said, you know what? Let me just not date until I become that, that guy that this girl wants. So that's why I focused so much this last year on my diet, my exercise, building the business, you know, and just really just being happy with the results. And I think it was kind of a combination of all of that, of finally getting in shape, finally, you know, being healthy, finally, you know, being in good mood all the time, and finally making enough money where I didn't have to stress out about it, where I was like, okay, now I'm ready to invite this amazing girl in my life. And she came pretty awesome and I mean I think just two things on the on that celebratory full circle uh, I've just just put out a an article on Fierce for Life about having an alter ego and it's basically imagining the most badass interesting awesome version of yourself and thinking you know maybe even giving them a different name and being like what would so and so do you know this awesome awesome person who I would give anything to be 
what would they do in this situation? And always thinking about it through that filter means that you kind of level up your life a bit, you know? It forces you to think bigger and to be more confident and to act as that other character would. I like that. So that's a really useful metric to, to filter your decisions through. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put a link to that in the show notes, uh, as well as links to all the websites. We have fearsforlife.com, uh, which is geared towards women, and we have onlybodyweight.com, which is the the basically online workout uh, videos that you can do anywhere in the world. Um, links to to Law's Twitter, my Twitter, and also I'm gonna share with you guys that my personal perfect match uh, write up, even though it is very personal, but. It's, good, it's something kind of good to follow along and not everything on there you're going to agree with That's maybe some of these things aren't going to be important to you uh, but you kind of use that as a template to write up your own and I, and I highly encourage you guys to write write it out and even better write it out on a piece of paper uh, maybe you know, take a picture of it so you don't lose it like I did <laughs> but by physically writing it down it really does make a, a big difference uh, and Law it was nice enough to create a a nice little PDF uh, for all the listeners as well. Uh, kind of w- what's going to be in that PDF? So basically, in that your podcast is Travel Like a Boss, I figure probably lots of people are traveling and lots of people are bosses or are aspiring to be bosses. So these are the five strategies that you can use to stay in shape while you travel like a boss. So if you're moving around a lot, traveling the world, five strategies to stop you from you know, adding those traveling kilos. You know, you go on holiday, you always come back a little bit little bit heavier than you wanted to be. So these strategies will help you avoid doing that and stay really healthy and really fit and in shape on the road so that you can focus on your business, on your relationships, kind of get your health on autopilot. I like that. That's really cool. And we're going to give that away for free? We are. We are. I've got a special landing page just for Travel Like a Boss listening. Nice. All right. So if you guys want access to that as well as the links to everything else, just go to travellikeabosspodcast.com and it's episode 25 with Law Hanley. Yep. Or you can just get it straight at fistforlife.com forward slash T-L-A-B for Travel Like a Boss. t <laughs> All right. Hey, Law, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. For everyone else, I'll see you guys next week. Keep traveling like a boss. Be fierce for life. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.